0: Welcome to episode fourteen of Mob Rules, the podcast. It is currently ninety percent sodium.
1: Did that happen in a game? Oh, <laughs> like, what was the, oh, I guess it all happens like every game, right? Like no. the Doritos content.
0: No, it was that... it was during our, our red black game. I might have like oh the salt, the uh, <laughs> salt in <rode to> me <laughs> so far. Right. <laughs> um, I of course uh, I'm John, the, the salt component. Hey John, of how's it going? Nice That's great. Of course, it's Ted. Hey, <laughs> uh, I want to thank everyone for the for the patience and and getting this episode out. I yeah, know sorry you're, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no one's fault. But you know, we all know everyone's impatient for dick jokes and you know, <laughs> <laughs> good quality things. Um, but we don't really have much to talk about today, apart from apart from that one game that we played. Well,
1: yeah, I okay. Did did we talk about because we played two games, right? Oh, no. like we had our Tyranid versus Tau. Okay, and that started it off. Um, and I think, like, every time we play Tyranids versus Tau, actually, anything versus my Tau, you win. <laughs> the last
0: time was Space Marines. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I beat you with. You fire would me to death. Oh, God, that thing's <laughs> so amazing. <laughs> Maybe you just command the air. Maybe that's just, like, your forte. It's like, as long as you have things I, I in the so. air, you own.
0: Because I, I, I just, the, the defining moment of our, our, our game when it was Space Marines versus Tau mm-hmm. was your um, Sunshine Bomber coming on. Oh, and yeah. they're like, yeah, I'm going to kill you, I'm oh going to kill gosh. you. And
1: then my raptor just,
0: yeah, <laughs> killing it in one shot.
1: Um, I, I don't know why I take that thing against you. Because, like, yeah, then, like, the next game, your Tyranids, uh, you you it to we, death. We, yeah, we did talk <laughs> about that because I remember talking about oh. flashboarding it to Oh, death. okay. Oh, okay. So I guess we are up to date on that yeah, one. Yeah, I had so,
0: eight, eight. I want to repeat this, I just had eight termagants. Uh-huh. With uh, flashboards, which are glorified bolt pistols, <laughs> yeah, flash bolt pistols, um, sky firing, and
1: took down a flyer in one round of shooting. Oh, yeah! Hitting on sixes, winning classic uh, on sixes, dropping a fully functional. <laughs> 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 oh, portal. <towel. laughs> oh man, that, that was not that pilot's, uh, not that pilot's day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so, no, more recently, um, as part of Ted and Kurt's Red Wild campaign that they've been new for the past six months,
1: um, mm. there was a giant battle that took place. Right. So we were going to do Apocalypse, but I think that it was last minute and we decided that that was just going to be too cumbersome. So we just did, what was it? 6,000 points per side. Yeah. Right? 3,000 3, th- points each. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And that was a blast. Like it was, um, uh, yeah, I think like, you know, we I really tried to think, you know, we read the, oh, wait, I read the book. I That's didn't read right. the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we're supposed to attack the... Uh, um, the holy mountain, the sacred mountain, You're right? And uh, on there, like that, this is some something is happening inside the mountain. We don't exactly know what, or the Imperium doesn't know exactly what. But there's all these knights that are like they've been there for centuries guarding some some shit <laughs> inside this mountain, and the orcs are just drawn to this thing. Um, so we're gonna pop it open, and uh, it's guarded just with macro cannons and. And uh, all sorts of nastiness. They have a lot of fortifications. It's the last, like, uh, the the last ditch effort to guard that planet. And the orcs have come upon it. And they're, yeah. they're bringing down asteroids, which is, I think we had, like, a, the Claw of Mork, like, pulling the biggest asteroid down. We were just going to destroy that, uh, open that sacred mountain up. But they were able to... Um, a bunch of stormtroopers were able to just, like, run in and uh, blow up the controls for the cloud Mork, and now it like barely misses the planet. But all these other asteroids are beating down into the planet, and so uh, I don't know. It's it pretty crazy. It's it's a uh, cloudy with a chance of uh, asteroids.
2: <laughs> but,
0: so yeah, I took a three thousand point list. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't my most competitive org list, but I thought it would yeah. be a fun list. In um, hindsight, probably reading the scenario would have been a much better choice for me. Mm. Um, for our side, uh, we had this special rule where one of our independent characters died. Um, every unit within 12 inches took...
1: Well, first off, he has a he has a, a big magnet. So he's catching all the bullets and everything else. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so everybody gets a 4-plus invulnerable save within 12 inches of uh, an IC. But that's not only our guys, but it's their guys, too. So we had to kind of make sure that we don't accidentally give them a 4-plus vulnerable save, but, you know, we're protecting our own. So, But, yeah, if it, if it collapses, if our IC dies, then it was it was tragic. It, we took, like, what, D6? I think it was, hits. like, 2D6 oh, or, or something. Then, yeah, so we took a bunch of hits. Strength 8, AP3, was that right? Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, essentially, like, all of the debris collected by these big magnets exploding out. Uh, And kind of hitting everyone. Um, But, I mean, just throughout the day, I mean, so we started, we deployed, you know, and it was all good. And we were playing um, Dan and Kerr. And Uh, they were, you know, great guys. Awesome, awesome people to play against.
1: Cheaters, but yeah. And I
0: look across the table, (laughs) and, you know, they have their 6,000 points of guard. Oh, Oh, man, the table looks amazing as well. Uh, you know, all this terrain's out. They're using all the official, like, fortifications God, Dan's and got stuff. an amazing setup, I think. Oh, yeah, did, absolutely. took his garage,
1: and it's, like, totally a, a nerd cave. And, and it's catered, so that was, <laughs> that was amazing, right. <laughs> too. But he served those pancakes. It was like the Dave Chappelle episode with Prince. <laughs> 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 You've <laughs> been served.
0: <laughs> so he, they start deploying, and they're like, okay, well, these guys are in this building here. And I'm like, wait, wait, What? Like, well, yeah, uh, this, this unit's going to be in here, and this unit's going to be in this section. I'm like, so that's an actual macro cannon? I'm like, oh, yeah, we have two. <laughs> right? And that's part of your you know 6,000 points. I'm like, oh, no, no, that's just extra. So I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what? No, that's, no. And so I sit there, and I, I remember distinctly, I'm sitting there as, uh, after turn one, after, you know, we've been macro cannon to death. A bunch <laughs> of stuff, and I pulled out my phone. I pulled up Battlescribe. Yeah. And I started looking over the table and adding up all the fortifications. Oh. It was like 2,200 points worth of fortifications oh, on the yeah. other side. So I'm like, this is like 8,500 points on 6,000. I was like, it's not fair. And, you know, Kurt's like, hey, man, what's up? And I'm like, this is really shitty and not fair because you have all those fortifications. And he's like, oh, it's okay. You guys have a four up invulnerable.
1: I
3: was just <laughs> like,
0: can I maybe have a D cannon instead? <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it got uh. me super salty because, I mean, I don't, I just. I guess when I approach games, I approach them to be even, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, a, a fair contest between both sides and adding kind of, you get 2,000 points of free fortifications or you get a random benefit that's either really good or you're screwed. Yeah. Um, it, it just kind of, it started to kind of kill the day for me a little bit.
1: Yeah. No, I definitely saw that in you. It was, you know, <laughs> trying to cheer you up with the little puppet shows and stuff and I try to pull coins out behind your ear and it just didn't work no actually i didn't do any of that stuff no but so I really wasn't a good friend he's like pull, I, pull my I, wallet I, out of my pocket I, now. <laughs> but i mean i think that that's like you know in the narrative you're it, it, the cool thing for me was to see like um the the story unfold you know like at some point we got like a large template we got the like the mega blast like apocalyptics mega uh, barrage oh, oh you and, mean
0: on the last turn
1: <laughs> okay so it only happened the last turn but so every turn you roll and if uh, we roll the turn number or less, we get to put down this big blast. I think it's like D in the center, strength ten, strength eight as it goes out, or something. But the cool thing—I didn't realize this—but you just got to place it. It doesn't scatter. At least I don't think it did. We didn't do that. No, so we're, kinda... we're dirty cheaters. <laughs> yeah. So you just got to put this thing down, and like that's supposed to represent an asteroid like smashing into something. And I think it really worked. I mean, like the, it, it happening in the last turn. Yeah, it would have been nice if we got it like maybe turn three. Instead of just turn four when we ended the game. But, um, you know, that really, that turned the game for us. Like, that basically. That won us the game.
0: Yeah. Um, But, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, it's when I was sitting there and I'm looking at where the objectives are. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to figure out it's turn four. We had last turn Mm -hmm. of the game. And I looked and I'm like, okay. So, if I put this here, then these guys can't do this. Uh But this is a two-section building. So, they can go out there and they just get it anyway. And if they do this, uh, but yeah, and it just—it was just the buildings, man—the the fortifications. <laughs> just, yeah,
1: they, they, they got to me so so much. But this is like the last ditch effort. Like this is, and it was cool to see. Like you know, right off the bat, like I think you took like a bunch of uh, trucks. Like I think like part of your strategy, uh, as we were discussing, like uh, um, list building, was you you were going to be the fast uh, fast small units, um, and you know, like uh, use almost that uh, the bubble magnet thing. As a way of uh, putting the templates on them, you were supposed to run forward as they blew up, like drop, you know, like that template yeah. on or whatever. And uh, but it, it was kind of, you know, it was, it was unfortunate at first. Like they had an amazing round of shooting that first round. They popped every single one of my trucks first turn, all but one. I think All it but was. one, yeah, which was stuck in difficult terrain. <laughs> so it was, I think like you eventually got it up there, but you know, like everything was like laid to waste the moment it popped out. But it was cool because like in the story. Um, like all the trucks, like, uh, the, uh, the big Mac, he ends up sabotaging the brakes on all like the, um, on the speed freaks. So they have no brakes. The idea was that like, he was actually like launching the speed freaks out there to go and fall into a ravine, into a moat so that they could like clamber across all these like blown up trucks <laughs> into like the enemy's mountain. And, you know, in a way, like it was... It was luck, but, you know, like, that fit the narrative. Like, all your trucks just exploded. Yeah, maybe it was because of their dice rolls, but, like, I'm just imagining them, like, falling into the ravine, and that's why we were able to get across. But, uh,
0: I mean, 300's a great movie and a really great graphic novel. (laughs) But if you're playing a game of Spartans versus Persians, no one would want to play as the 300 men against 10,000 Persians.
1: Well, I... I and if, Speedos and big shields and spears. <laughs>
0: in the comic, there's no Speedos. Um, well, yeah, I mean, so like I said, I mean, sure, it makes for a great story, but I mean, does it make for a good game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it. Like, you get into the story. You get into, like, you, you become, like, emotionally invested in McGruck or, uh, you know, your, your main character, whoever it is. And I like it's okay if he dies you know like one of my bi- my favorite um moments with the red wa and it wasn't during this game but you know I had Gruck face off against Jurantis you know and like I lost him hardcore I ended up taking down Jurantis and losing but I still lost the game but it was it was cool to see like your guy take pot shots to the face from like this ginormous d, d weapon and just barely die you know <laughs> like it was his last wound and he get toasted and and I mean that was that was cool like I didn't mind losing because it was yeah, it was a, it was it was set up to be amazing. It was set up to be a great story. It's in
0: a weird situation where at the end of the day we did win um, mm-hmm. by I think we won by a point because we wiped Linebreaker off the board. Oh a blast. yeah,
1: it was that was nuts because I think it really was like it was anybody's game at the very end, and it was literally a dice roll, and it was.
0: But I didn't view it. I mean, and it's weird because I didn't view it as that. Like uh, by the end of the like, our army was so decimated at the uh. end. And then all those assholes were sitting back there in their bunkers, like drink, <laughs> drinking their space tea in their armor fifteen, their armor
1: fifteen bunkers. And, they're, they're
0: 15 bunkers. and those the other thing is all. Oh yeah, this is all armor fifteen. I'm like, okay, sweet, because orcs never have any trouble with high armor. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, that was like my like. My quickest game ever, I mean, ever, <laughs> was against a uh, guy, Jack Kaufman from Fairbanks. Oh, yeah. Uh, who was playing, like, a really nice corn list uh, where I had all the corn war engines. Mm-hmm. It's like brass scorpions and all the little piddly spider things. Front armor of everything is 13. So the only way I'm touching that is pretty much with Power Claws on the list I was rocking. And oh, that, yeah. that wasn't going to happen against a bunch of, like, entire army that's moving 12 inches a turn of close assault monsters. Oh. Um,
1: great guy. Game yeah, was yeah. This game was like I don't want to deploy against this. <laughs> well, that was the Battle Brothers yeah. thing, right? So you had no. like five games. He didn't place very high, but I mean, yeah, it was. That's a nasty list if you're not prepared for it. No, I'm like, sorry, prepared for it at <laughs> all. I'm a
0: terrible player. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing to me was like, do I really want the culmination? I mean, of, of eight hours to to be like sitting looking. I mean, like just the the, the mindset I had, I guess, with the, the whole game is it would be more kind of competitive throughout? Oh, okay. Rather than I'm going to, you know, I don't know, pound your ass for three turns, and then you can kiss me on the cheek afterwards, and we'll say you
1: won. <laughs> I don't, I don't see that. You know, like I, I, I saw that we from like a competitive standpoint, like you know we. I remember playing an apocalypse game like years ago. It was I think it was when the Apocalypse first uh, came out. It was a ridiculously high point level. I think we had something like thirty six thousand points per side or something like that. It was retarded. Uh, I mean that in a nice way. And um, but yeah, like the very last like who ended up winning? Like I remember having a truck of boys get shot the very last turn. And this is like old like uh, the old truck rules where mm-hmm. they careen in a random direction then explode. And I had the truck like careen in a random uh, direction which happened to be on the objective land on the objective explode my boys pop out and take it the very last turn and that won us the game like random ass rolls like and this is like the same thing like it basically like we had a dice and it was it was um i think he the uh imperial side got one point per objective and we got d3 and uh we were rolling i think we only had like one objective one right? objective yeah. <laughs> and so we had to roll for it and it was like On a 1 or a 2, they won. On a a 3 or 4, it's tied. And on a 5 or a 6, we won. I think we rolled a a 5. You rolled a 5. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, that was... For me, that was amazing. Because, like, I mean, we felt that we were losing as it were. Oh, absolutely. From turn 1. I mean, we sat down and, like... I I had never spent so much time strategizing that last turn (laughs) (laughs) in any game I'd ever played. And, you know, I think, like, it was a lot of back and forth. I think, like, we were so tense. Like, you know, it was this was life or death. Like, it was like, are you going to get kicked out of your house because of like some bad payments? And like, how could I lawyer this thing in order to like stay like from being homeless? And, but like, you know, we made some highly tactical choices that ended up panning out. And then it, it, that, that kept that got us to the point where one dice would, would bring us to victory or not. And so like, it was tension, like the beautiful tension, like through and through until we finally like, bam, done you know mic drop walk away <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or i wasn't so cocky i was just sitting there like uh, "That's amazing! <laughs> how did we do that
0: and then i'm sitting there a sore winner like yeah great yeah. we won all my stuff's dead uh and then just kurt's being the nicest guy about it as well I was like, oh man congrats i'm super happy it happened this way because this and this and i'm like fortifications, fortifications. <laughs> God, I, I went on so much about fortifications yeah. and still continue to use them in every game
1: that I play. Still, <laughs> so, yeah, I pay points for them. <laughs> Could you imagine, normally we play games of like 2,000 points. Could you mm-hmm. imagine that at 2,000 points? Like, 2,000 points of free fortifications plus a 2,000 point army. So basically, a 4,000 point like army versus a 2,000 point army.
0: I wanted to see my 2,000 point army against your 2,000 points of fortifications with nothing in it.
1: Were they like Hit it shit just randomly. Auto, <laughs> auto
0: fire a shit randomly because it's technically the uh, like the weapons battery is the closest unit oh, then God. it shoots at it itself. Yeah. No. Yeah, because you know. That doesn't fit the story. No. Well, <laughs> screw the story. This is a game. Yeah. If you want the
1: story. Read the books. This is a game. Well, I mean, it was based on a story. Like the whole thing is based on a story. Like I think people like I know people who read. Just the novels and don't play the game. Like, have never played a game, but they, like, saw the books in the bookstore and are like, oh, wow, that looks cool, and just read them. Like, I I, I know very few people who don't follow some sort of piece of the fluff. Like, it's what sells the game. Hmm. Otherwise, play checkers. Yeah, like,
0: you're, you're making it super hard to set up the next segment um, by me saying pro-competitive gaming the whole way because I agree with, like, most of your points. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean... But that was, I think that was it. It was like you and I had a fundamental difference about competitive versus narrative. And like, I think like we ended up having a long discussion about it, oh, for you know, sure. where it was, you know, and I, I, I think that like, I mean, if anybody decides to sit down and or most people, <laughs> you're like, you're going to sit down and read it and get invested in it and like really, you know, name your guys, have a little, like a little backstories for everything. Like in this case, like it's written for us mm-hmm. Then I think you're going to have like a different take. It's going to be. You know, you're going to look at it in, like, a historical perspective versus, like, strictly a competitive. And I think you probably get more out of it, but I don't know. No, no. uh, I I just wish – I just wish – Smooth. That we had a debate, a national debate, where we had teams discussing the pros and cons. That would only
0: really work if it was teams of two people.
1: Well, and, and, two of us.
0: And, and only, well, yeah, but we're not, you know, teams of two plus us. And you know, one team has to be, like, super last minute, too. That's the only way I, I would ever do that. And in a British
1: parliamentary debate style, an academic debate style.
0: It's, to decide whether, you know, I'm right about competitive being best and more fun. Or if you're right about narrative being best and more Thoroughly enjoy fun. the story. Thoroughly enjoy the story or thoroughly enjoy the
1: game. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know that we can make it happen. Oh, could
0: we make it happen? I don't know. Happen? I'm happen? a little tired,
1: though. Make um, it happen? I'm going to... Happen?
0: i sleep get Put your pants back on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the first great debate of 2016, the competitive versus narrative debate for uh, Wargaming, I guess. you
1: got to settle this gonna for gonna us, guys. Wargaming.
0: So, uh, as, as everyone knows, Ted and I had an argument about which was better, uh, narrative or competitive, and like we do with all of our arguments, we pulled in a group of people to solve it for us. On the winning competitive side, what? we have Tier 1's very own, Nate, the something. Yeah.
1: Gerbil Kisser. Gerbil Kisser. Nate.
0: Yeah. Nate Gerbil Kisser.
1: See, I wrote a little story just for that. You, we you have, now have a narrative to go with your name.
0: We also right. have Ethan. Ethan is one of our uh, local Tau players. Uh, is, is what I pull in to win <laughs> is two Tau players.
1: By the way, thank you for putting clothes on to come down. <laughs> I appreciate that. I did. Both coming down and putting on clothes. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> he almost didn't come. Uh, Ow. Oh, oh yeah. And then also <laughs> representing <laughs> the narrative side now, this is going to take me a little longer to explain because I have to put like six to oh. 8,000 words beforehand so you understand why we're doing this.
1: The, the, the fluff behind our <laughs> the narrative team. The fluff behind our, well, <laughs> wait, I already did that though. I guess, anyway. well, well, uh, are we talking about
4: canon, new canon, or the old canon? Please don't speak, oh. <laughs> <laughs> please, please don't speak until you're introduced. It, it confuses. Uh, we have
0: uh, Sterling and Kurt. Kurt returning
1: um, after talking about the Red Wa, the Red Wa, which burst this whole discussion. So this is going to be a British Parliamentary-style uh, debate. So it's an academic debate you'll usually find at a lot of colleges. Uh, we're going to use kind of a shorter version. It's slightly modified, um, but not too modified. So uh, each section, we're going to, have, we're going to do a, a coin flip. Uh, each team is going to have a representative step up, and you have six minutes to argue your proposition. So uh, why narrative is better than competitive, why competitive is okay, um, and uh, then we'll have six minutes for the opposition to bring their proposition. Then we're going to have a argument, Then we'll have another counterargument. Then you'll have your closing. So it's going to go six, 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 three, three. Um, if you have, if you're looking for a point of information, this is a clarification on a topic. Then raise your hand. The speaker will then have the option to uh, answer it, uh, field it, or uh, dismiss it. So uh, there might be some hand waving. Uh, I, will be, uh, pointing out,
0: I will be pointing out the hand raising.
1: Okay. Um, now, you don't have to field it, but it is sporting to do so. The last minute, you'll be notified when we come to the last minute. Um, at that point, there will not be any uh, points or information uh, requests uh, fielded. So that last minute is sacred. That way, you, know, you aren't clipped of any good points you're about to make or anything. So um, if you don't take up your full six or three minutes, you can't bank it. It's just gone, and that's okay. Um, there no personal attacks being made that will disqualify uh, a, a member, so just keep it on topic. We won't be citing inf- any information. Uh, no, if you could leave your digital devices off, so no referring to something. I mean, after all, it's competitive versus narrative, so you shouldn't need to find like Wikipedia's take on uh, whether or not guardsmen do better when they have a backstory or not. Poor chat. Uh, so I think that's about it. You you guys ready? Yes, so all right. Okay, we're going to uh, flip a coin. Heads or tails? Uh,
4: tails? Sure. Oval there it goes. <laughs> the coin is off the table. It's, a heads.
1: <laughs> it's a, All right, it's so it's competitive. Are you guys ready? What's that?
2: If the uh, the coin falling on the ground is indicative of narrative campaigning. It tends to fall <laughs> apart near the end. <laughs> <laughs> While starting very strong in the beginning, it, it tapers off.
1: And that wasn't the way it was supposed to end. <laughs> <laughs> Gruck face whoop was supposed to win. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> all right, so we're going to set some timers, and competitive, are you ready?
5: Opening. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Up next is Ethan. Ethan is wearing a tankini, which is apparently a thing. He passed me a note saying he bought it especially from Forever 21. It's coming in red and white stripes, and it will look just as good on the high street as it does in the beach.
5: That means the time has begun. Oh, that means time's gone? All right. Okay. So, uh, the reason competitive is and always will be better uh, than narrative uh, is because anybody can play competitive uh, with very little research. Uh, You can just look and see what army you want to play, see what looks cool, pick it up, look and see what's good and start playing. You don't have to look back into the fluff. You don't have to read 10,000 pages of what Gortrek and Felix did one time in the 90s. you can just go Friday night, or in this case, Mondays, uh, at our local gaming shop, uh, to or Wednesdays, uh, to play a mentors game. You can take a normal, what is considered to be a competitive points level, and play against somebody, because everybody knows those are the normal points played, because those are where the competitions are of. So you know that you can go and get some games in. You don't have to sit there and talk about like, some towel drone having some information that... Some imperials want, or you don't have to talk about like some pirate women like using their horns to stab some like World War One trench fighter. I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't matter because that stuff's narrative. Uh, you can just go play, have fun, and then leave. Uh, competitive also has you know the events that you want to play in, uh, whether monthly, bi monthly, or they competitive leagues as well uh, that get you into the game they build you an army uh, and speaking of what I mean competitive is all about the points too if it was if you're gonna play a game for narrative points wouldn't matter every game except for one that I can think of which is not very popular at the moment uh, has points so things can be balanced because in competitions you want everything to be balanced football, everybody has so many players on the field I don't know um, and then you get penalized if you break the rules. The same thing as competitive play in war games. If you break the rules, you have too many points, which has happened to opponents of mine, you get penalized usually and auto disqualified uh, You can still be nice and play the game uh, but it's not that uh, imperative uh, Whereas with something like narrative uh So you definitely want to sit down for a long time and talk about the story that you want to play out. A perfect example of that would be like the Battle of Helm's Deep in Lord of the Rings. That could never happen in a miniature war game, ever. It was like 200 humans versus 10,000 orcs. And the humans had a wall, and that was it. And that got destroyed in like 10 minutes. There's no way you could recreate that in a normal miniature war game, competitive or narrative. Uh, Well, reasonably. I don't know, it's something narrative I'm not very familiar with, so, cause it's pretty useless. Um, um, anyway, so that's, competitive's just better all around, because it gets people yeah. into games, it provides structure uh, to play your games in, uh, and it makes it so that anybody can go and play anywhere at any time. And there's a bunch of, like, across the U.S. I can go here from Anchorage, Alaska and go down to Las Vegas or Miami, Florida and bring an army and be like, hey, I got an 1850 Warhammer Army or I got 50 points War Machine or I got 120 X-Wing. And everybody goes, cool, I know that game. I know that's a standard points level. Let's play. And we don't have to sit down and think about it first. And we can just have fun and go home and first the guy when I think that's a pretty good...
1: Okay. Comment.
0: Excellent. Uh, opposition. Sterling is wearing a fantastic two-piece that leaves little to the imagination and in a very fetching shade of pink. Thank you, Sterling. Okay, right. loser's rebuttal. Or argument. Yeah, loser's argument.
4: Okay, Go. first off, John, Ted, thank you for having us on. Uh, we are so glad that we're here, able to craft a nice story with you all, even against these fine gentlemen from Anchorage, uh, tier one cards of game being represented here by Nate. Uh, I want to just start off by saying that, yeah, competitive, you can play competitively. It's in the name. That's not a question that we're debating. We're debating which one's better. Narrative, by far, is better. It's better for the hobby. It's better for the players. And it's better for the community at large. Narrative is something that, yeah, you don't have to do research to go do, despite what the gentleman from Anchorage claims. You can just show up and say, hey, you know what would be really cool? I have this demon prince. I want to see how many of your guardsmen he can kill. And you craft the story from there. Not everything is about fluff with narrative. It's about building your own thing. It's about existing in this awesome little universe that we get to build and play in every single day. Because how many times does everyone want to sit down and play through the 13th Black Crusade? Yeah, everyone wants to do it once or twice. But you get to sit there and you get to play through the small battles of it. You get to play through the 12th, the 11th, the 10th. You get to play through uh, the burning of Prospero. You can do whatever you want with the narrative. If you're sitting there and you're playing a competitive game, it's congratulations. You're sitting on no-name planet X against an opponent who you have no reason why you're fighting him over a little piece of land that you have no reason why you want it. A narrative lets you do that. Narrative, adding on to my second point, which that's good for the games in general, it builds the games. Warhammer 40K, those of us who have been playing forever, remember back in the days where fortifications weren't a thing. When if you want to play with a Titan, congrats, you're out of luck. There were no rules, there was no way to do it,
5: and there's definitely no way that could be balanced. a yes. hand
0: is being raised by
5: Ethan. Yes, Ethan. So what you're saying is narrative... Built the game because it's balanced for rules and points. No,
4: I'm not saying that. What because I'm saying is that. <laughs> it sounded like. What I'm saying is that narrative games allow for experimentation that competitive scene does not. In a competitive scene, you have to sit there get FAQs and everyone uh-huh, has I'm to being figure out. by Nate. Yes, it's Nate. No, I'm only addressing Ethan now.
0: <laughs> Sterling has denied so, Nate's question. So
2: by your point. There is absolutely zero experimentation
4: in competitive play. There's not experimentation at the rules level. There's experimentation with builds, and there's experimentation with what does and does not work. Yes, Ethan, you have a <laughs> question. Ethan has raised the hand. Did
5: you see that Privateer Press put out their entire rule set before they came out with Mark II for all the armies and the main rule set, where they uh, encouraged the entire world to experiment their very competitive play set before they published it? Yes, I did. I remember playing that
4: rule set. I remember that rule set needed a lot of fine-tuning and balancing. Which is why they gave it out. Which is why they gave it out in a non-competitive setting. They gave it out to the community at large. In order to sit down and have everybody go through, play their own games, come up with their own scenarios, if I remember correctly, because there were only three scenarios in that book when it came out. Now, a standard steamroller has six? Standard steamroller has eight, and I believe there six meters in the All right. So, anyways, but if going back to my point, if the gentleman from Anchorage are finished, we'll see. I do think about it. Okay. Super heavy units, which are now a standard part of 40K, started off as just apocalypse and escalation. They were narrative expansions that let you add on to these great buildings, that the, these great battles that you were able to build upon. Maelstrom missions started off as a fluffy mechanic. They didn't start off as competitive, and now they're standard throughout ITC. Zone Mortalis is something that never saw the light of day, and now you're actually starting to see those rules brought into competitive games as well. Allies, levels of alliance, those started off as fluffy, narrative, uh, dynamic mechanics in the game. Now, part of a competitive thing. Without the narrative, you can't have the competitive. So... Just to wrap up, because I know I'm running fairly short on time in my opening. You have about
1: a minute and a half left.
4: When you're talking about competitive, it's me versus you. I don't care what you brought. You don't care what I brought. Let's just put army men on the table and let's throw dice at each other to one of us wins. If I'm playing a narrative game, I'm playing it with somebody. I'm playing it cooperatively, and we're doing it to have a good time. I don't care if I win or lose when I walk away from a narrative game. I do, however, care when I walk away from a competitive game having played against three Riptides.
5: Just now, I am now going
4: to respect what just happened and surrender the rest of my time. The
0: ceremonial John Cena has started to announce the last minute of discussion. Hey, your time is up. His time is now.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, that was a little unexpected. <laughs> Thank you, John. I thought I was going to keep talking. I you did there. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> you all felt that
0: earthquake,
2: right? As, uh, as maybe I, mean, I, I didn't know before.
0: I felt an earth move. <laughs> we we had a really
4: big earthquake <laughs> during the debate. Uh,
0: when we reach the last minute of discussion, John Cena's theme song will play to remind our participants that their time is up. <laughs> My time is now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, Nate, are you ready for a rebuttal?
0: Now Nate is coming to us in a little silky black one-piece. He won't be getting any strange looks in the beach. That looks like where it is meant to go. Take a twirl for the crowd, Nate. Thank you, Nate. So by
2: your logic, the game was incredible. Was solely built on a narrative basis. Why has, and I'm using this as a reference because it's a game I normally play, Games Workshop renounced themselves as major contributors of their own fluff and uh
1: We have uh, two points of information from the opposition.
3: Uh, Kurt uh, I wasn't aware that they renounced their fluff. When did this happen? They
4: didn't renounce their fluff. Their development team is different. Uh, uh, Sterling? Uh, are you trying to reference the fact that Games Workshop has said that they will not support competitive play in- No. I was getting to that. That was actually the word I was looking for.
2: <laughs> uh, Games Workshop has backed themselves away from uh, writing their own narrative. The development team is no longer. I got that back there. Yes, I'm did. sorry, Ethan. I got that back. Uh, I was sitting there like, mm, I'm confused. pretty <laughs> sure they used to run the best
5: tournaments yeah, called Our Boys, I, I, which I were amazing, everybody amazing
4: showed up Amazing segue, and... And they uh, <laughs> <and laughs> were talking about fluff. I was like, mm, hmm. We'll All right. Okay, okay, let's get back to that. Okay. <laughs> All
1: right.
4: I would
2: like to say that experimentation within the competitive community is a major point of progress. The narrative community, while, yes, Rogue Trader was a narrative-based game, is gone. Rogue Trader does not exist anymore. There are people that still play it. There are still people that play Necromunda, But at the end of the day, Necromunda, while being a game that people may write stories around, is still competitive. There is still a winner. You play your narrative game, you are still competing to see who wins. Every single Alter of War mission has one side versus the other. You may be writing a story, you are still competing.
5: I was gonna, I was gonna say in the uh, the. Oh, please,
1: it's uh, let Nate finish. So,
5: Maelstrom was created because people
2: did not enjoy uh, Maelstrom missions, uh, because people did not enjoy the Alter war missions. They felt it was uh, there wasn't enough going there; it wasn't competitive. So they added a more competitive element. So I would actually disagree with the adding of Maelstrom to add fluff to the game. Adding Maelstrom to the game added more competitiveness, which is why ATC adopted it. Because as of the point where Alter of War existed by itself, you had two objectives on the other side of the board and you had to run across and get them. It wasn't very fun. So they had Maelstrom up to competitive level. Make people actually have to think while they are playing the game. So you can you can sit down at the other side of the table and be like, this is my far side enclaves army. This is all battle suits. It's so great. But at the end of the day, you're competing. You're not you're not trying to sit there and see you can outfluff the other person, because there's hardly a competitive event besides paint, which does fluff. Which kind of could be fluff for winning.
5: Sportsmanship generally Sportsmanship is is the side for who gets uh, fluff because that person is usually just there to shut off. Uh,
1: One speaker, please.
5: Uh,
2: So by, by your point of bringing up Maelstrom as a fluff inclusion, I would disagree heartily. There is no by throwing down models on the table and using Age of Sigmar as a reference, that is an entirely narrative-based game. It's competitive in that there's one versus one or two versus two or whatever you want to do. And it's a fun game, but it is entirely narrative-based. It has... Unless Kurtz played it recently, I was the last person to play Age of Sigmar in Alaska that I know. And that was a couple months ago. It's not done well as a completely narrative-based game. Do I want people to play it? Yeah, it's a fun game. Also because uh, I want to keep fantasy alive. Because fantasy is a fun, competitive-based format. Ninth uh, Age is a good way to do it. People wanted more competitive 8th edition rule set. So they brought Ninth Age forward as an entirely uh, community-based project. People wanted an alternative to that. So Kings of War was created. Entirely updated uh, competitive format. Point levels and all that.
1: Are you uh, no. a little over a minute?
2: Okay. Yeah. So, more or less, you can't throw down and have a balanced game in a narrative setting. Do I keep talking here? Oh, you got a yeah, minute. Keep going. You got a minute. Okay. But By including narrative into a game, you're inherently imbalancing it, one side preferred or the other. You can throw your Demon Prince down, but your Demon Prince isn't going to be drop kicking anyone. Your Demon Prince is going to be walking up and punching something. Is it going to be drop kicking? No, there's no rules to support drop kicking unless you make up a rule set which isn't
0: competitive. Sterling, you cannot raise a point during the last minute. That's
2: all I have to say. Okay, you're
1: seating? All right. All right. Okay. Give me a moment. And so now we are on to Narrative's rebuttal.
0: Do you like cookies but want something more British? Buy biscuits. Not like those you have for gravy. British biscuits for dunking in your British tea. Stiff upper lip guaranteed. Biscuits, as recommended by Queen Liz of the Britons. Are you ready? I'm ready. And last we have Kurt. Kurt is coming to us in a stunning floral tie-dye one-piece purchased recently from Hot Topic. Take a twirl, Kurt. Thank you. And what a wonderful wave to the crowd. What a gracious, gracious participant. Go.
3: Okay. I would like to start off by... uh, My name is Kurt Mielis. And I'm going to go – basically, I wrote down all the points that they brought up. I'm just going to go down it as a bullet list and just give my response to how I interpreted them. So Ethan has started out by By saying – By the
1: way, I'd like to point out that Kurt is an engineer. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I am an engineer. (laughs) Um, Ethan started out by saying it takes very little time – it takes a lot of research to do a narrative game, but it takes very little research to do a competitive game. I guess I would disagree with that in that I've seen a lot of people spend hours on, say, Warseer or Tactica forums – and I think they spend way more time going through tactical forums how to win at these competitive games than the, maybe the half hour it takes me to read a you, you know, like a, a five-page narrative. I, I read pretty quick. I tend to read about um, maybe three pages per minute. Yes, you have a question? Uh, so you're equating reading something that else has I, someone has already read? I'm, I'm asking. He said it takes more time to set up oh, a narrative game than a competitive game. I'm saying that I believe it actually takes more time for a competitive game because you have to research the meta, mm-hmm. the players, what, what to bring. I don't have all I gotta do is read a little story. But and how long bring did it fits. write the creator of the primary source that you're reading to do the narrative? I believe that the creator is an irrelevant to the statement that he made. It was it was the player, how much time it takes for the player to okay. set up their game. The creator is irrelevant to that topic. Raise well, that, uh, uh, subject- your hand.
5: Yes. Uh, isn't that also subjective to the reader or researcher where you can just get on an app, build a, a list five minutes. I mean, you can get through, like, 15 pages in that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the rest of us who aren't geniuses, reading three pages a minute. Um, I think getting on an app real quick, building a list, and then going to play against anybody. Well, like, as Is you mentioned,
3: that, they do have Age of Sigmar. has an app as well. So you can still use your app to read narrative type game. So I'll move on to my next point. Um, you you talked about points. Now, they're, they create a balance. But that's... Uh, that's never been true because you could take 100 points of Terminator versus 100 points of Gretchen, and that 100 points of Terminator is probably going to win every time. It's just the way the balance are. you could take 100, you could take 500 points of vehicles versus 500 points of Gretchen. The Gretchen can't even hurt the vehicles. So points only create balance when both players agree to bring so-called balanced lists. if someone brings a completely uh, broken points. And our sort the narrative points they typically lose, and that's because points inherently aren't balanced. It's only balanced when everyone agrees to play it the same way. Um, I see no questions. So I'll move on. Um, people play to have fun. Leave. I don't know why. I'll switch that. You, another one you talked about was scheduled play, um, and how uh, you, like you have your 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 tournaments every month. You can you can join a league, which I would. Weeks could be narrative or, can't be, or uh, competitive. But I would disagree that you can't have narrative with scheduled play because Ted and I, for the last six months, we meet every other week and we play our narrative games. There is
1: no affiliation between Kurt and I. I'm an impartial <laughs> judge and have am oh, no, uh, totally we unbiased.
3: Did, we already did a, a talk about it. There is uh,
0: no affiliation between Nate, Ethan, and myself, and I certainly don't so participate he, in Tier 1 so, tournaments so last notion, Saturday of every month.
3: The notion <laughs> that, you, uh, that narrative players don't have scheduled games, crap like is ridiculous. There, we, I, I schedule games all the time with players. Yes, yes, Ethan.
5: Uh, I believe what I said was you don't have to worry about scheduling games. You can just get your point, your certain point list, and go to a uh, gaming area. So that, so that I, I would, just, to play. I would disagree with that with
3: because system. I've shown up if you're one to play games with points, and then nobody's there, and I don't get to play anybody. So, so if that's I don't actually let's take Sigmar. No, I've done it with other games too. I've, been, I've, try- <laughs> I've, I've This happened. I've shown up with my points. And you, don't get, you don't get games. So let's, I'm just saying, it's not a guarantee. If you don't schedule, you're, you're looking at risk you may not get a game at all. Um, I'd like to move on to the Battle for Helm's Reach. You mentioned you couldn't recreate that. Ted and I actually just today played a game for the Red Watt where I had a very small detachment of space wolves and a bunch of orcs kept coming. And the way it was re- in, uh, implemented is every time I killed one of his units, another one would just walk right on. So they just kept coming on and my unit slowly kept getting smaller and smaller because I had to, to run. So the idea that you can't recreate massive battles, is, I would say, is false because we we've, we've done it. Yes. Can I ask who won that? Um, I ended up winning it. Okay. I got lucky. All right. Um, <coughs> uh, you, meant, you mentioned travel for play.
0: Foiled <laughs> by Tad's poor play. That, that,
3: that people <laughs> <laughs> you won the game before. You mentioned that people can go to competitive games it fosters travel and you can see the you know places. Um, I'm going to DEFCON this. Uh, April, and I've only signed up for the 40K Friendly, and I signed up for a small um, uh, Combat Patrol. And then they have an Age Summer tournament. So the idea that you... uh, They they have um, uh, Apocalypse-type games, so the idea that you can't travel and not go competitive, I would say is false. Again, I'm I'm traveling for the narrative side of the games. Um, I'd like to mention the Maelstrom. You said that they brought in Maelstrom to be more competitive. I would actually argue against that. Maelstrom created a very large random factor that you, you really can't plan for. You're just randomly drawing cards. You, you have a lot of random victory points. So I don't, in my mind, that's less competitive with Moussum. It's actually more of a narrative because it, it's a lot more random. In my mind, the more random it becomes, the less competitive it is because there, there are things you can't account for. Um, I'll, I'll finish it at that. <laughs> 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 All
1: right. Well done. Uh, so now we have our wrap-ups. This podcast is sponsored by Tier One Cards and Games, a place where you can get your
4: tabletop and trading card giga games needs or come and play competitively or casually. Use this promo code, get wrecked, to get 20% off all games workshop items in store.
1: Don't forget, have a Tier One day. All right, now we have the wrap up from the competitive side. Bring it to us. Why did you use a radio announcer? <laughs> all of a sudden. Now that I ate into 10 of your seconds um, this
0: time so as to not disrupt your flow there will be a gong sound instead of mr. Cena's
5: classic with the trademark my time is now okay. so uh, competitive is clearly the better format uh, because competitive gaming is what sells more models it's what keeps the companies that give us these great games in business uh, because a lot of a lot uh, for example a lot of events have uh, what you see is what you get rules. So you have to buy new models all the time to want to change out your weapons. Unless, of course, you magnetize like a smart person. It's um, a master Yeah, t- hashtag tunnel master race. Um, so... Shit. It's a little hole for Yeah. Uh, keeps the companies, uh, gives us the games some business. Uh, it also... Uh, allows you to not have to plan to go to a specific event to travel and play a game. You can just go anywhere with a standard tournament points limit and play a game anywhere. Uh, I would imagine in the world, although I only have, I only have experience in the U.S., uh, if there's anybody, any world travelers here that might be able to put in with that later that it's not in my time limit, uh, we can get that. Um, competitive builds of uh, I mean, it it grows the game, it gets new players in, uh, and it keeps, uh, it it fosters change and keeps people from growing stagnant uh, in their armies. Uh, An example of that. An example of that being, if a competitive meta
2: changes, or a new book is released that changes an army, that army is generally not going to be the same. In the very, very rare cases that it happens, which is very rare, it won't change. But in a narrative campaign or a narrative army style, you will have, oh, I like this chapter. I'm going to build this chapter this way. I'm going to make my White Stars army. I'm not going to include any Dreadnoughts because White Stars never had Dreadnoughts. They're all going to be bikes, and they're all going to be this.
0: One minute remaining. Uh, Gong.
2: (laughs) They're only going to be bikes. Uh, That's not competitive. It doesn't sell models. If If you're being competitive, you're getting a model because it is good. You're going to be supporting a local store. And you're going to be growing the meta. If you play as a, ner- as a narrative player you're going to look at a model and your basis of whether you want it will be, does it fit how my headcanon or story goes? Does it fit how I think this should work? And that does not grow competitiveness, it does not grow interest and it can foster resentment if said narrative player with a very specifically viewed way of how he's going about it say a salamanders player runs up to someone who's, Oh, I've got salamanders. They're not painted green, they're painted bright
5: yellow with tiger stripes and their
1: successor chapter. Yeah. Seventeen uh, seconds.
5: Uh, that and uh, narrative players foster drunk driving as in Beer Machine, Beer Infinity, and Beer Hammer. Narrative all people narrative don't play, about black people. Uh, and so they put everyone on the road at risk by playing their narrative <laughs> games and drunk driving.
0: That closing <laughs> argument about Narrative player is not caring about black people, and during driving, brought to you by Nate from Tier One.
2: (laughs) I'm gonna have a lot more free time after that one.
1: (laughs) All right, so narrative, are you ready? Start. Okay. Uh
4: yeah, I'll go ahead. go. Go. Okay. So we've had a lot of talk back and forth about what's good for the games, what's good for the community, but. You think about it, no one ever quit a hobby because they played a dude in a narrative game. Community killers don't come out of narrative games. They come out of competitive games. They come out of Tao players.
5: <laughs> Freaking <laughs> rip die. That's a personal attack. <laughs> <laughs> I, also, I would, I would like to point out that was not right directed at any person.
4: I was stretching my arm.
1: <clears throat> um, I'd like to point out that also, our two competitive players are Tau players. When, <laughs> I just
4: pointed out earlier that as a personal <laughs> when it when it, comes, when it comes to narrative games, you're going to remember that narrative game. I don't know how many tournaments I've played in since just moving up to Alaska. And I've been playing war games for the better part of two decades. But I can't tell you what my last mission was in competitive game. I can tell you the last narrative game I played because it was awesome. Because no one cares about the 137th Guardsman to die. Everyone cares about Bob from accounting who got drafted that same day, and who is going to provide for little Bob Jr. The imperial. that's what people were. Sorry, I shouldn't have jumped
3: in. <laughs> I'd like I'd like to jump into like like I've played Apocalypse games where there's narrative and the requirements everyone has to be painted. So we we showed up and this table, this guy made like he made stained glass windows and little posters for all the buildings. Um, mm-hmm. This is an example where. Narrative actually does sell more models because I read the um, the Mars Horse Heresy book and it had the the whole the picture of the the reaver with the two warhounds. I literally on Forge I bought a reaver and two warhounds because I just love that visualization and I could only bring that and play that in a narrative game.
1: I would like to point out that Kurt is an engineer and can afford this. Yeah, he
3: can afford <laughs> a reaver and two warhounds because of the
2: picture. I'm um, like. point out that Forge Rome is not a local
3: store. So there's and, and again it's like, it was, I've had so many memorable missions where it was, it was it, they were narrative. Um, and i and I like to find out... This is Sorry. kind of my, my really my closing... The vomiting down, sound indicates arguing. one minute left. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure most people are aware of the game Star Wars Battlefront, as it recently came out. And nobody, nobody buys that game for the gameplay. That game is only sold because it's got the Star Wars name on it, which is a narrative story. And I believe that's the same thing for most games as most people buy because they just love the story and they love the theme about it. And that's, like- I mean... Video games like all those really good movie movies that make video games. Those games stink, but they sell huge, and it's because of the story. Battlefront doesn't have a campaign. I was hoping it was going to be as good as Battlefront 2,
0: which
1: was amazing <laughs> gameplay.
0: All right, so, <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you very much. The sound of board crickets indicate the narrative is finished.
1: <laughs> Ow. <sighs>
0: You know, Ted, it's super hard not to jump in when people are pulling that piece of crap Battlefront into the
5: argument like it matters.
2: Quality aside, it doesn't have a campaign. Oh, damn it, Kurt. I bought it
5: completely <laughs> hoping it was like going to be like Battlefront 2. Um, I didn't buy it reviews. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because that was an amazing game. I was like, oh, it's going to say What oh, Kurt's no.
3: trying to
2: say is he didn't buy it because he's a smart consumer.
3: <laughs> no, he'd I, rather buy, I, I agree. Battlefront 2 was awesome. Because oh, he'd yeah. rather buy a oh. Reaver in 2 Warhammer. But, oh. but, but. Battlefront Two did it it's
2: so huge. Yeah, Battlefront Two was it. a great yeah. narrative game. Star Wars Battlefront that just came out yeah, is a hundred percent player versus player. Yeah. Competitive. It's a
0: terrible competitive
1: game. All right, so to wrap up, uh, thank you guys for coming down. And, yes. <laughs> um, we can. I guess. What did you What did you think? Well, what, did you what was think your about? takeaway?
0: Well, what yeah. was everyone's takeaway from this year?
1: So I, I really can't. I, I'm not going to. Judge you guys, so not cool. I will. Uh, but prior, I mean, I, I kind of want to, but I, I feel that if we had a non-partial judge, well, I think it's not about.
3: It. It's not even really about. Uh, so the result of what we said It's, yeah. it's how we present is really the big. Yeah. Judge. Typical yeah. narrative player, not caring about <laughs> <laughs> who wins. Well, <laughs> well,
5: well, I mean, uh, <laughs> as long as three of, or three four. As, long, third, as, as room, long as as long as two thirds of the room doesn't care who won, we won.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no. I all right. We did that, that's so 90%, saying they gave up. As long as ninety percent of what I said when I was arguing my point gets taken out of this recording, we yeah, are yeah, it works.
1: So um, I, I know that we're not all I, the narrative people are not strictly narrative lovers, and the competitive people are not strictly competitive players. Um, oh no! I play I, it's, it's, you know I, what? Works for a decade, son.
3: I play thirty <laughs> P. I think, I think it, should be, it should be listener voted. The mom, yeah. The mom-room mom well, listeners. Yeah. So yeah. Well, uh, like, like Ted
0: said, no one is entire and, and trying to argue strongly for just one side of things when you're like, oh, I can kind of see your point. Like you said, Nate plays 30K for the narrative. Uh, Ethan and I play orcs because we hate ourselves, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's yes, just really. – yeah. Yeah. Um, there's there's really, you know, it's hard to argue one side or the other. And I guess my takeaway from this is, I mean, hell, who cares as long as you're playing games?
1: I, and I know, like, uh, while the competitive uh, people are talking, you know, like, I was, you know, pro-narrative. But, you know, instantly, like, thinking of, like, oh, my gosh, no, what about this aspect? What about this aspect? You know, like, so it was, um, yeah, I mean, I think we're all, you know, we don't play the game for group hugs. But on the other hand, you know, we're, so we you are playing, yourself. we are devoted to one game or the other. And it's probably for that aesthetic, right? Yeah. For the aesthetic. So, what do you think? Like, what what is what is it that draws you guys to it? Like, is it like what a part of the competitive? What part of the narrative?
2: I want to go back to all the times they talk about apocalypse. Okay. that Draws me to this game is the scale. It is why I'm not interested in War Machine as much as I thought it would be. It's why I'm not interested in Infinity, even though the models are amazing. Uh-huh. It's why I can't get myself to play Star Wars as much as I would like to because I love Star Wars. It is because nothing to me so far has matched the amazing scale of what I can do with Nate, Warhammer.
3: Nate, I still want our our Helms Reach battle. I, I, I
2: have... I Helm's Reach love? Battle? Helm's Deep. Helm's, Helms Deep. Sorry, right. Helm's deep. He's uh, deep. I would like Sag to point to out that, that uh, Gandalf saved all their asses in that movie. <laughs> yeah, and it really sounds rolled, like a porno. A <laughs> three up on yeah, blank. because the human player decided that he was tired of losing. So he threw in in Mary Sue. <laughs> yeah.
0: A 40 quay equivalent would be uh, Drago coming in <laughs> on that <laughs> flank. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Basically, I love the scale of the game. Wow. I haven't been able to match anywhere else, and I just want to do it.
0: Size queen, Nate, summing that up nicely. Okay. Ethan. Yeah.
5: No. Uh, what, what,
0: what do you think? What, what draws
1: you? Uh, Narrative, competitive, uh, with the aspects. It
5: hype uh, no, it was Uh I, I <laughs> love, I love uh, competitive. Usually uh, the vast right. majority of my games are in tournaments. Uh, when I started Warhammer, my games three through six were in Ard Boys. So I had two games to learn the system, and then I played Ard Boys. It uh, took like four
1: yeah, I can't think of like a uh, format that really said "fuck you" to narrative more than Art Boys. Like, such a good if you format. had paint on your models, yeah. like go home. <laughs> so that, was,
5: that was an amazing format. I loved it. Um, that being said, I did well in it, and I <laughs> and I've done well in paint events. Oddly enough, the only award I don't think I've ever won is best appearance. But that's because I won best overall that day.
1: Oh, okay. The
5: the the, the, the paint judge actually came up and said, "Well, at least you got best appearance," because uh, I lost the game um and then uh like nobody else had painted armies I guess I don't know just uh, um, so. <laughs> <Best> overall um <laughs> uh, uh, but the the downtime hobby really is that I like uh I like modeling and painting uh, a lot and then coming and playing competitively uh, narrative games I try and I try I just can't get my, I just can't do it like friendly games all for it but like actually hashing out some kind of storyline um I I, I, like, I enjoy the idea of a narrative campaign.
2: I really do. And I've yeah. tried to start them with 30K. Well, but that, I just can't can follow
5: up on it. That, and I look at books like The Red Law, and uh, because I'm a competitive player, I look at them like, oh, this would be cool. I'm like, oh, they got that and they get that. Oh, that's totally fair. <laughs> there's yeah, a, there's a Kalihan mission. That's, he has where, to take how many more cards? One take team morganuts. starts <laughs> in the
2: middle of the table. And then everyone is to represent like the Imperial Guard moving through the dirt planet uh. and getting ambushed by Tau. And you, your Imperial Guard dudes are in the middle of the table, and then it, the rest of the board minus like six inches from the center deployment zone is all the other deployment
1: zones. It, it's kind of like the uh, the frat uh, hall of that shame. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Good thing they weren't fighting an army that's full of ignorance cover blast weapons. <laughs> But I think that was, uh, I mean, to kind of follow up, uh, you know, the, uh, that was something I think that actually started this whole thing was, mm-hmm. like, the narrative book. Like, it was, you know, like, not only was it that, uh, you know, uh, Kurt and Dan got a whole bunch of fortifications, it was fucking macro cannons. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what started of this whole which, thing is, uh, you got let me say, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're not allowed
5: in competitive too, events well, as ITC. they are broken. ITC.
2: Local competitive events. events. So, uh, okay. I mean, the,
0: I mean, yeah, the whole thing started, it was like, I, since I've come back to playing Warhammer for my, my little break here, um, I've pretty much just played competitive or ITC format or something, because it's fair, it's balanced. And then I think my, my game against, you know, Kurt and, and, and Andrew and um, or, Dan. No, Dan, I'm sorry, yeah, Kurt and Dan and, uh, and Ted was the first real kind of narrative story driven kind of thing I've done. And I just went into it with a competitive man, mindset, and I'm just like, man, that's bullshit. He has like two thousand points of free fortifications and yeah, you, two macro cannons, <laughs> and, and like is
4: just that, that stomp soaked up so much firepower.
3: Would yeah, so know? like <laughs> the only way
0: is uh, it and took um, Buskop Stomper, um, like at its low points cost, and I'm like I don't know, I just I I, I couldn't accept um, Kurt's very valid point. By he's like, well, you know, you have a thing when one of your independent characters dies, it it, it blows up a bunch of stuff around it like, oh, sweet, so that's a D-weapon, right? You know, just being salty as heck about the whole thing. But um, it's all really how you approach the mindset of the game for me now. If you go into a narrative game with a competitive mindset, you're not going to have as good a time as you could have. And likewise with competitive. If you go into a competitive game with a narrative mindset, you're going to get mudholed, and you're going to have a terrible time with that. I I think we had a player locally who showed up to a nar- uh, a competitive tournament with a very narrative list of sixty on foot plague marines. And that
4: did not that do
2: well event. against a list that of uh, orton, which I believe I've it. mentioned on the show before <laughs> of Corn Demon Kin for three
0: drakes.
2: Oh god shackle formation the Tau Chrome kid Yeah. And yeah. a Tau Firebase support cadre.
4: From the advent calendar, not from the new codex. Uh, yep. So, uh, like I said, it's... walking in and watching the last 15 minutes slash first 15 minutes of that game. <laughs> so, <laughs> 15 minutes of that game. Yes. And then I, I, I
0: played hey, against points him... In are the... <laughs> <laughs> six, points six are,
5: are always balanced. Points are always balanced. The armies aren't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the it, the it players aren't. Intelligence on the player side to not put 100 points of Gretchen against 100 points of Terminator. For for the yeah. record,
0: for the record, hundred points of Gretchen would wipe the floor with hundred points of Terminator. It was, yeah. that's two Terminators. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah.
4: Like, <laughs> I was trying to do the math it, on it how many Gretchen. I was like, that's Gretchen, like three hundred Gretchen. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, how it Work. Yeah, I, I've definitely had like yeah, Gretchen
1: yeah. do really well in yeah. mop yeah. uh, hit, uh big death big wing, But on the other hand, that doesn't so, happen very often. Yeah, I think Terminator's bad example
3: because they can't sleep so in advance. oh yeah, remember my Sekarans? They took out your like thirty Gretchen. Oh the the Stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. Long combat. I'm keeping can advance Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, so Kurt, what, what did what did you what did you take away from today? You had some very well argued points supporting your your um, cause. I know you're primarily a narrative player, as you know, you get that little competitive whim on you today for from what you heard?
3: So my my whole thing with competitive versus narrative, I, I always like narrative, but I, I like a well played game. I, I'm an engineer, so I, I do I actually like rules and I like to play them correctly. And so I uh, I, I know some people think I'm competitive because of the way I'll play, but it's not that I'm adamant that I win, but I'm adamant that I play well. I, I personally I can do well at things. Um, but I, you know, I can lose with a big smile on my face. Which, I mean, you've seen it, Jonathan. We need to, so again. And you know,
0: I, I can win with a, just a, a very depressed look on my face <laughs> as well.
3: <'Cause> we, <laughs> that that
0: game showed. Our,
3: our very first game ever was Age of Sigmar. Yeah. We, yeah, and you—you you totally crushed me. Right? I saw the last.
0: Super like, fun game. Well, that that's really to, to be fair—that's Age of Sigmar. I mean, I think it's a blast, no, no matter what what some people might say, Nate.
3: But you—but you guys, <laughs> but you guys yeah. also won oh, the—you you won our, our red wall game. Mm-hmm. You're were, you were salty, but you still pulled off the dick. Oh, yeah, it was just a fortification, two microtanks. <laughs> but again, I—you know—I lost, but I still—that was both of us. We played great. There's huge couches on both sides. You know, was, I lost, but it was still a fantastic fun game. <coughs> you know, Ted and I were talking about it for. Like two or three days afterwards. <laughs> you know, it was a really fun. That's game. always a sign of a good game.
0: Yeah, always a sign of a good game. Sterling,
4: what did I take away from all this? Hmm.
0: I asked the damn question.
4: You just got to surf by uh, the couch. <laughs> oh. uh, no, like I think considering the crowd in here, everyone knows that I'm actually one of the more competitive players up here. I play every game system known to man and God, and I have. I actually just got back from flying down to uh, where was I? I was in San Diego for a day uh, to play in an Infinity tournament. It was a one-day event. I happened to have money set aside uh, to fly down to see some friends in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, where I'm from. And they're like, "Oh yeah, no, we're we're driving six hours, and we're going to uh, we're going to go play at this place. It's called Atomic Games or something down in L.A." I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Can I come? They're like, aren't you in Alaska? Yeah, but well, that's nothing but like a six, seven hour flight. I can do that. <laughs> I uh, cook those. <laughs> so, so I packed up my Hawkes Long and I flew down and uh, I got crushed because I totally forgot to bring like my good Hawkes Long army and I just brought the one that was fully painted.
0: I love the idea that you have two cases in your house, which has... <laughs> Good yeah. hackerslam <laughs> and terrible <laughs> hackerslam. I find it hilarious that you think That's it's good. only
4: two cases. <laughs> Let's say I,
5: I just cased most of my stuff, and I have about ten sitting in my second room. And I still need another case. Yeah, are <laughs> like uh, all metal to too, aren't they? Every game known to man what? and god. The uh, the, uh, the model? dangerous model. Oh, not
1: not not. I'm yeah, an yeah, infantry in Infinity cases. <laughs>
4: oh man. <laughs> <laughs> one, um, cases. Okay. I will have two. But, no, so, like, I, I love playing competitive games, and uh, I love playing narrative games, too. Like, some, I think they're some of the most fun that you can get is sitting down with someone and just building a narrative yourself, which I want to scream, like, it's not always about the fluff. Like, yeah. sometimes it's just about being, like, that was insane because, you know, like, Bob ended up, you know, one-shotting Abaddon in the face with his last gun on Overwatch. Like... There's sometimes where the game just gets ridiculous and you get to build your own little story. So, I love playing competitive games, uh, but when it comes to narrative, like, I like building my own. Like, Fluff is good, and Fluff has its own place, but if you play Fluff and narrative, yeah, you're going to have terrible one-sided matches, and you're going to get a bad taste in your mouth. But the same thing will happen in competitive, like, nine times out of ten. So.
5: I say that, and I think we, I think we missed the, uh, the third part just friendly games not narrative not competitive but friendly Um, because I remember when uh, what is it uh, Kill Team came out my buddy Sean bought it and we bought a bunch of it we used it to get another friend in the game Mm -hmm. Um, to to get two but one of them um, didn't stay because 100 points of Raven Guard and 100 points of uh, I honestly think that Kill Team is probably
2: at least in my (laughs) opinion Uh, Kurt may have a different opinion because right. he's played more of these games than I have, mm-hmm. uh, the best melding of competitive and fluff
1: that you can do kill team. with kill, the 14th yeah. Because is battle
2: suits, while good in an 1850 list, do not work oh, no. in Kill Team at all. Well, they will get destroyed by 10 Guardsmen in a Chimera.
4: There's a what's what's the name of the alternative rule set for Kill Team not the official GW1 that got released as Oh game. the it's weird little combat one Combat Patrol No 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 it's not Combat Patrol but it's called Kill Team but it was put out by Herald's of Ruin I think it was uh, called, Yeah like that, I right? think so I, How, There's a guy How is it different? About this? Uh, it's it's just different because in the Games Workshop version of Kill Team you bring the unit Herald's of Ruin lets you bring the the dude Yeah it's so more it focused be, on like the tactical it can be the okay. one crisis suit with the team squad of fire team, with the uh, yeah. fire warriors. And I think that's they did, did that. Like wasn't that
1: like something like a, I, I think in third edition they had something like that? Kill team was originally, I believe, like you picked a guy and so or you could used take to like a unit. What's that? I
3: think before it used to be just one unit. Yeah, before well, it was you picked. One I, th- I think unit it was, with originally, with it. originally I think it was <laughs> like a guy, and then I think yeah, they, they had did had change centuries. it to a unit with a could
2: Like the fourth edition kill team that I played, rules that I think I found that I found them online for free, so I don't know if they were okay. Uh, they, have, they had the Aquila on them, and they were, looked legitimate. <laughs> you had to buy, when you body dump something that came in a unit, you had to buy the minimum size of that unit. Okay. And then you yeah. could each dude inside make a specialist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think well, they still have that. It, it, yeah, that yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Still
5: the same. Thing. One's like a specialist, one's like a fire. Yeah, one dude's spell. a
4: gorilla specialist, one dude's a weapon specialist, one yeah. dude's your leader. That's that's yeah. a standard GW kill team, uh, which is still, it's it's still a still fun, fun game. You, it's you still can still use stuff. It's still good. Um, but, oh dear god, our Eldar broken in Kill Team right now if you play the GW rules? Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, I can swear you just cabinets. specified
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kill Team. Like, it's <laughs> only broken in one uh, game. I'd I like to point Eldar. out Well, let's that, just take uh, Eldar, Eldar do not
2: dominate our meta.
1: Oh, what does? Eldar, Eldar not. do not dominate no, the local they
2: don't. meta. They don't. No. Count do. Uh, <laughs> no. I would like well, to point out uh, that the last person who won a tournament in the Alaska area that I was aware of was a Dark Angels player. It, that's yes. right, it, Phil, it was, our it own Glacial Geek. Tournament. It, yeah. was Phil. it was the Highlander. Yep, it was, uh, the, it was uh, like last uh, week. Yeah, yeah that is that. That is the, that is the still a com- that is still a competitive format that Dark yeah. Angels won. Sorry, shout out to th- Phil. Th- I was in yeah. Vegas. <laughs> and we're not shouting <laughs> out to I, Phil? No, we're not telling special people, special people little... to check out Glacial Geek. You told them to do it. I just said shout out to Phil. Hey,
5: I think he's a communist. So what you're saying... That, that is, is chaos the, marines want to turn? Yeah, chaos space Marines. Chaos <laughs> space marines. <laughs> I think that's. A fin-
4: I was very glad. I was one of two chaos space marines players there. The other one being you are the most consistent <laughs>
2: chaos space marine player I see in our local groups. Yeah.
4: I am the only consistent chaos space marine player. Yeah, co-crew. Is that one guy that's in that blade? I, I had no, uh, what
2: Clint. Though? Yeah, he, had, he also plays baseball. Oh, yeah, yeah, he plays baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually and gave sons him,
4: of I gave him that. I got him started yeah. in Chaos Space Marines because he thought it would be cool to play Black Legion, and of course, being the only Chaos Space Marine player up here, who's like, I am so heavily invested into fluff. I have played Iron Warriors since third edition, when an Iron Warriors army was a thing.
1: Correction: when I, Iron
4: Warriors dominated the game. That's just a <laughs> happy <laughs> circumstance. At that point. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, dirty, like, I only I only just caved. What? Up? two months ago into what I believe to be the cardinal sin of being a strict fluff player I would have bought Forge World no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no it's not a sin it's great <laughs> no it's fantastic hey, my a cigar is so fluff. broken now compared to the autocannon Havocs which cost more and did less
0: oh, <laughs> I tell you what though I mean, that's a good place to wrap this up here but man Forge World is, a, is another good debate because there's some people who are super anti forgeable because they don't like nice. They, they don't believe in It's a completely, I, I, a completely
2: G- G- games workshop product that should be allowed in all games. That are games workshop
0: games. All right. So yeah, uh, thank cool. you guys for for job, by, helping us out. Decide nothing really, but really having a good chat about gaming, which is what we try and do every time. And um, definitely
1: stop by the Facebook page and uh, vote. So yeah, let we'll us put know. up a poll maybe when uh, we put this out.
0: Yeah, well, wh- which is better, uh, the right way or, or narrative? <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Sick burn oh. Let's wake up, Ted Alright <laughs>
4: <sighs> <sighs>
1: oh. I had the weirdest dream mm. Oh, I think We had these guys come over And they debated Narrative versus competitive It was a mass debaters What? A mass of debaters You had what?
0: <laughs> you had the- masturbators? Yeah yeah, and they didn't even notice that we weren't dressed the whole time. It's crazy. Uh, no, no, that was um, different than my dream.
1: But there were debaters. But just four. Um,
0: no, that was a, that was a good you no know, dream debate. You know, I want to thank Ethan and, and Nate especially for jumping in the you know yeah. last last hour. Literally, we we're like, hey, uh, we had some people drop from from the debate site, can you come in and argue why competitive gaming is best yeah. in our minds? Um, And then finding out before we just before we started that the narrative team uh, comprised, of course, of, you know, Kurt from our Red Wild episode and then Sterling um, was a, you know, college trained engineer and debater uh, slash real, you know, into rules guy. And also someone who was in debate team in high school, I think, for yeah. Sterling, right? So, um, right there, it was a little slanted. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but no. Thanks to everyone for turning out. I think you know it turned out real, real nice. And yeah. I kind of you know answer a couple questions in my head. The hardest thing for me, to be honest with you, Ted, mm-hmm. about the whole situation was not jumping in and being like, "Screw you." Yeah. Uh, whoa. Whoa.
1: <laughs> really. Well, you know, it's Wh- what do
0: you mean? Like, so, so it, th- it doesn't bug me so much now, but, I mean, the, the whole Star Wars Battlefront thing, to be oh, honest with you, okay. is a terrible game. And it's like, <laughs> oh, it's... I mean, that's why people don't play. The reason I don't play Battlefront, I played the beta. Why does uh-huh. my laser gun have recoil?
1: Oh, yeah, it's light. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's
0: a light gun that shoots beams of light. Yeah, uh, And then also... I didn't pre-order it, so I uh-huh. couldn't get Han Solo's pistol, so I don't have the most powerful pistol in the game that oh. everyone else has. Oh, is that... Which wow. I have to now save up for. And also, the higher level you go, the more uh-huh. health you have. So I'm, I am would go in as a newbie against people with like 40% more health than me and better guns. Oh. Doesn't sound like fun. Doesn't sound no. competitive. <laughs> it sounds point. narrative because yeah. Empire. I think,
1: I, think I, was, I was looking into that. I was really considering it, and then I found out that there wasn't a, a story. I was like, "All right, well, I'm yeah. not interested." There's a story in it. It's Empire versus Rebels. It's a real <laughs> simple
0: story. Um, but no, like, anyway. So uh, yeah, I I think uh, you know I've to for a lot of questions. I mean, yeah. the the conclusion I've come to. I mean, we we talked in the intro a little bit about how salty I was over the whole narrative mm-hmm. thing. Um, but as long as you're playing games and you're having fun, it really gives a crap. You just have to prepare for what you're going into. Mm-hmm. Um, don't go into a
1: competitive tournament with a narrative mindset and vice versa. Yeah, expectations, right? Like, I mean, that's just life in general. Like, you, if you have expectations and they're dashed, you're going to be unhappy. Like, So, yeah, if you're going to go in there and you're expecting, you know, just like to beat face <laughs> <like, laughs> go and beat face Yeah, like, I mean,
0: the, the game we had uh, a couple weeks back where mm-hmm. it was, you know, my Terranus versus your Tau. Oh, yeah. I didn't, you know, for all my tournament games so far I've done in tournaments, I've had, like, a 3 fly run asshole list, and, you know... Oh, yeah. I I know this is gonna sound, like, terrible, but I only took two against you. (laughs) (laughs) you. (laughs) It's still not great, but, you know, it's kind of like, you you have to realize what and who and why you're playing. Are you Mm -hmm. playing for fun, or, you, you know, are you playing to win? Not that you can't win when having fun, but both sides have to.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I really have anything else to add to it. I mean, it, no. it, I, I thoroughly enjoy I, I think, like, in a way, like, you know, even if we are we play competitively, there's definitely a narrative to it. I mean, just, just simply because we like the 40K universe. Like, it's going to almost be intrinsic. If you like the 40K universe, then you're enjoying a narrative. Like, yeah. Just simply. I mean, I guess it's like, what level of narrative do you want to play? Yeah, I mean, um, and that's it exactly. If you don't want narrative, I guess you could... Well, <laughs> you play checkers or some chess. Like even Risk has a narrative because yeah. there's continents. You know, like there's, you know, it's it's implicit.
0: There there has to be something to attract you in mm-hmm. the first place. Yeah. And you know the thing about games like 40k is you're not like, man, what a great rule set. Let's go. Oh yeah. It's it's the models and it's you know for me. My, my first oh my god I, I need to play that was the the box the second edition box with that sweet blood angel in the front with his power fist mm-hmm. surrounded by green skins.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: um that isn't really a competitive reason to pull me in that's a oh my god this looks amazing and you know <laughs> art is a form of narrative so oh yeah. yeah so yeah i guess narrative draws you in competition keeps you
1: yeah yeah i mean you have to have a sense of struggle you have to have that sense of accomplishment i mean that's really what we all want right that sense of accomplishment absolutely yeah. You know, or or not <laughs> if you play orcs. <laughs> I accomplished defeat. <laughs> I was able to paint up five hundred models
0: to bring to this fifteen hundred point. <sighs> I remember like the first time I got back. I got back in right at the start of sixth edition, uh-huh. um, and I I'd painted all my models. And you know, this was my painting standards kind of lowered for 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 regular play just now. Otherwise, I would never have any models on the table. But I had spent like. 60 hours painting this unit of 30 orc boys. And I was mm. so proud of it. And it looked really, really good. And I'm still looking back to this day. I'm really happy I have that really well-painted unit. <laughs> yeah. But my first game, it got removed turn one. So, oh. stupid, so I'm like... Yeah. yeah. I... It...
1: that's pretty sad and i'm definitely like one of those guys like as i lose people and they happen to be like you know the colored guys are up front and the gray guys are in the back like i'm pulling the colored guys and swapping them with the gray guys you know just to keep them on the table (laughs) no they can't die yet (laughs) but i mean
0: and you put so much work into your guys Uh, aren't you just kind of like really super bummed when like twig holding riptides died and like but but regular joe riptide over here
1: or like this guy just has a sort of like you know i i've been working on this um it's a, a mecha dread uh, me, no mega dread yeah and it's supposed to be my war boss i think we've kind of talked about that at one point it, it's not finished yet but there's like umpteen hours have been like put into modding this thing from like a dread night and like turning it into a, a mega dread and the, the only i only played it once and i played it against phil uh like a year ago and i put it on a table and all it did the entire game was walk <laughs> it just walked, and at some point he blew it up with a couple last-gasped shots. It's like
5: all those hours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Granted, it wasn't finished, but you know, yeah, it still demoralized you. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I stopped playing with him.
0: Yeah, that's a good plan. <laughs> um, on that note, you know, I think I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. stay beautiful. Stay beautiful. Um, if you like our mini battle report, we posted. Uh, we we tweeted Phil's uh, Glacial Geek battle report down to a minute 30
1: <laughs> congratulations man yeah yeah thanks
0: uh that that transpired uh, i was talking to to phil uh, over over messenger after uh he, you know he, his reviews or his battle reports get a good publicity in battle of lost souls now mm. and someone commented on their facebook page it was like 52 minutes who has time to watch that and i'm like dude you're on a fucking warhammer website uh. Uh, so i was like you know what i'll give you a battle report you can watch so i asked phil if it was okay to do it. he's like yeah man go ahead and, you know, I got that down. I'm pretty sure after rewatching, it, I could get it down to, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> and, you know, I think the goal is, I mean, if, if enough people like it, that we'll just have 30-second battle reports that I'll, uh, you know, borrow from all over the Internet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that, that all
1: came from me wanting to do that and also practice with uh, – <laughs> with premiere i I, <laughs> I love that like that one signature line what was it like oh and he's dead referring to one of his bikes <laughs> just <Yeah>. got capped <laughs> like, uh, it was all the... cut out like most of the dialogue but that left <laughs> it was left in
2: there
0: what i cut out is these knights are charging uh these bikes are going to charge the night and then i just cut it all to and they're dead <laughs> <laughs> Which everyone knew. Uh,
1: anyway so yeah uh yeah.
0: we will uh see you all next time mm-hmm. yeah
1: stay stay beautiful I just said that. Nah, you Stay already said that. Stay. I don't know. Fuck you. Yeah. Let's fuck you, world. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye. This episode of Mob Rules has been brought to you by Mob Rules Media. Please join our Facebook group to be part of the conversation at facebook.com forward slash mob rules AK. You can also email us at the Mob at tophat-arts.com Thanks for checking us out and we will see you in two weeks.